Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 35 through 45. Jesus and his disciples were on their way up to Jerusalem, and Jesus had just told them that he would be killed there by the religious leaders who hated him and had been seeking an opportunity to kill him for many months now. Have you ever picked exactly the wrong moment to do or say something really selfish? Well, you're not alone. Even Jesus' disciples fell to this human weakness right up to the week of Jesus' crucifixion. Had they still not learned all the lessons Jesus had been teaching them now for about three years? Well, the good news is, Jesus doesn't respond with, Really? Are you kidding me? After all these years, are you still this selfish? The even better news is, Jesus doesn't treat you that way when you continue in your selfish ways. But he's gentle and corrects us where we're at with love and gentle instruction. Do you want to be first? Of course you do. It's part of your fallen human nature. But how does God want you to be first? What does it take? The answer is not what the world would expect. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Do You Want to Be First? But it is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. What makes a person great, what puts a person into first place in the kingdom of heaven is consistent, humble service. Can you remember any sermons you've heard recently where the it was said, the many who are first shall be last and the last first. A lot of people, it looks like, are in, the, are in front of the line here on earth. Uh, there's people that are going to eclipse them in spiritual rewards, but you can't see that now. No one has to see what you do. No one has to praise you. No one has to appreciate you. You don't need to be in the spotlight. You don't even need to be noticed. What you do need to do is find as many ways as you can to serve and be faithful in serving. Are you on your way to greatness in the kingdom of heaven? We live in a world of where, in the churchianity of our world, church and faith is all about what, make, what makes your life feel better here on earth. And that's not what we're all about. Hey, look, I'm not trying to make you miserable. I'm not praying you'll be persecuted. I'm not hoping you get sick. I'm not hoping somebody betrays you and turns on you and, and, and accuses you falsely. But you've got to understand, that's part of being a Christian in this world. Are you willing to sacrifice to give your time, to spend your energy to help someone else, to give money to help others who serve in the kingdom? You want to be first in that kingdom? Well, stop seeking great position here on earth. Be willing to give your life 
Find ways to, thir- to serve. And then finally, what a great example you have. Follow Jesus' example. Look at the finishing stroke on this masterpiece of teaching from Jesus in response to the carnal request from two men and their mother who really should have known better. Verse 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Now, Son of Man is Jesus' kingly title. I'll show you that in just a moment. But would you notice how that verse begins? For even the Son of Man... Okay, now, is Jesus worthy of being served? Oh, yeah. Is Jesus the Lord? Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. But he says, look at my example. He would soon give his life to save those three from their sins and all the rest of them for that matter. He's the one who would pay the ransom. He who knew no sin became sin so that they could be saved. The ransom was the price paid to to, to satisfy the wrath of God. The ransom was paid so that you could be free from your slavery to sin. And Jesus sets the example. We've got to jump over to Romans 3 and connect this to the whole gospel picture. Romans 3, 24 through 26. Pick it up in the middle of a sentence, but it's describing believers and it says this. Being justified, that is declared righteous, as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. That is a heavyweight partial sentence when it comes to theology. Justified, gift, grace, redemption, propitiation, blood, faith. All of this is tied together. And he says, Paul writes, this was to demonstrate His righteousness because in the forbearance of God He passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of His righteousness at the present time so that He would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, what's He saying there? Propitiation is, in this text, parallel to what was in our text, the ransom. Now, propitiation and ransom are two very different words. They're talking about very different aspects of salvation, but, but they have a common link. Jesus was the only sacrifice which could satisfy the wrath of God. That's what propitiation means. But it was by making that sacrifice that He could pay the ransom to redeem you from your slavery to sin. And that's how God could be perfectly just. That means totally righteous maintain His holiness, and while He is still perfectly just, He is able also to be the justifier of anyone who has faith in Jesus and accepts the free gift of the propitiation for sin. Now, make sure you get the point that Jesus makes here. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served. Now, He's going to be served, but He did not come For that purpose, he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. In that kingdom, when Jesus rules in Jerusalem for a thousand years, and we serve him 
and all who on earth who believe in that time serve Him, it's because we know what He did in serving us by bringing about our salvation. Now, who is Jesus exactly? Well, He speaks of Himself in the third person there. He calls Himself the Son of Man. That's the title that Jesus used for Himself more often in the Gospels than any other title because it has a very specific implication. I want you to look where it came from and you'll see what He and I mean by saying you should follow Jesus' example. It's an, it comes from Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. I'd love to take time to take you through Daniel chapter 6 and a half to to get there. But here's one of the visions that Daniel receives. He says, I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, that's like what you're going to see when Jesus comes again. With the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming, and he came up to the ancient of days, that's God the Father, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Jesus is saying, that's who I am. And what did I come here for? To take the punishment you deserve so that you can be redeemed regardless of the fact that your debt is infinite and cannot be dealt with by anything that you would do. Now, is the King of the kingdom of heaven worthy to be served? Yes. But what does He do as His example? He didn't demand to be served. He gave His life to serve you. So you must do just as the Son of Man did. So the next question that leaps off the page here is, where is your service? Who is better off because you are putting into practice your love for the Lord? Why should it ever be necessary for us to announce a need for people to serve in a certain way more than once? And yes, at the close of this service, I will shamelessly ask you to volunteer for serving in the next four months because that's who we are. That's what we're all about. Do just as the Son of Man did. Are you known as a servant? Are you known as having the attitude of being the slave of all? Somebody followed you around, would they say, that person just is not of this world? I mean, they act like there's something more important than worldly power and fame and and position and you know, when they see something that needs done, they, they try to jump in and do it or somehow make sure that it gets done. Are you known as having that attitude of being the servant of all? That's how you get to be first in the kingdom of heaven. And remember the parable. Many who are first shall be last and the last first. That's telling us that almost everything you see from an earthly perspective may be turned upside down when you get to heaven. So you've got to have your mind on what heaven's way of doing things really is. Let's pray. 
Our Father, how we thank you again for your marvelous grace. Thank you for putting this this in your word. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.